with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. This was a big TV week. This It was like our Super Bowl in terms of television. There are so many series finales to talk about. We got Barry, Yellow Jackets, and those are the ones that barely matter because what really does matter is secession, and there's so much to talk about. And who better to help me discuss the Roys, who I would say is a family of scammers. Just, you know, it was scams the whole time. Scams on scams. So I had to bring the host of Scam Goddess, Lacey Mosley. Hey. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hi. I'm so excited to do your show. You've been on mine a few times. You are a fan favorite. Not Sean (laughs) King's favorite. He hates us. Yes, not Sean King's favorite. We are both blocked on every platform. On every platform. I think he might have me blocked on Venmo. Like, the man is thorough. Yeah, yeah. Like, Facebook, (laughs) everything. He's very thorough. Like, Google Calendar. I'm blocked. Yeah. (laughs) But that did not stop either of us from finding out the news that he does have a new scam in the works already. He now has, like, a medical issue and is asking for the the donations. He said he has nerve pain and they're doing some special procedures that aren't covered by insurance. So my neck and my back, I swear to God, I'm black. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, his t-shirt company, they didn't provide insurance. So the bill's on us to help Sean out. Y'all should have bought more hoodies and then Sean would have had more insurance. Would have had insurance. That's on us. Should have thought about that. Should have bought, that's on us. Well, I'm sure there will be plenty more scams from Sean King to discuss oh, in the course. future. Today, we are focused on the Roy family. Before we dive in, I do want to remind you that the WGA is still on strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, something something that matters to both of us so much. Uh, and you can still donate to Hollywood crew members in need at entertainmentcommunity.org. Uh, so if you watched the session and right. you enjoyed it, it was written by writers. Writers. That wasn't actors doing improv. As no. much as actors love, look, I'm an actor. And I got to say, I was doing press recently. Oh, I can't be too specific because then you're going to know what it is. But like I was sitting with other castmates and they, one of them was like, you know, we do a lot of improv on the show. The person who's probably never done any improv on the show. <laughs> I do improv, but... Even I yeah. wouldn't say that publicly because it's simply, it's true, but like I wouldn't have anything to improv off of if I didn't have writers. And I can guarantee well to you shows like Secession and Better Call Saul, they ain't letting them go do no. a fun one. They yeah. are word They perfect. are doing a funny one. I okay. was on Better yeah. Call Saul. And if I mixed up <laughs> and with a erm or a or, if I said is and it was, you know, something yeah. else, the script coordinator... Right up on my ass. Hey, girl. Wait, excuse me. So you said uh, they, but it's really um, them. And we need that. And I was like, yeah. okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, okay. Jeremy Strong is word perfect. He is not improving. He right. Is... He's not doing a little diddle. No, okay. Come on. All of Look that at is that planned man. by yeah. writers. I think if you said to Jeremy Strong, do a funny one, his brain would collapse <laughs> on itself. Like he would just fold inward like a black star. <laughs> I uh, love that. He's like, I've been preparing for months for, for this, months. Three, these three lines and how I'm going to like look how I'm gonna do it and <laughs> move my throat. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not doing a little fun one. A little fun. No, no. What, it, <laughs> what is fun? What if Kendall doesn't do fun? No, 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 guys. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is also your warning. There's going to be spoilers today. Obviously, we're getting into the secession finale. If you didn't watch it, if you plan to watch it in the future, this isn't the episode for you. Sorry. The rest of us, let's get into it. <sighs> and also, this was our Super Bowl. I just have to have a petty little moment up here. Yeah. I saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, people are posting about secession and not putting spoilers. I was like, babes, yeah, sweetums. It's, it's it our came Super out. Bowl. It came out. You knew this was going to happen. <laughs> and you avoid social media until you've watched. I didn't open Twitter the entire episode. I was Same. like... Wait, when we're ready to go, we're ready. So I'm sorry. I have yeah. no sympathy. No I had sympathy. to do a show. And I just, I gouged my eyes a little bit so I wouldn't get on Twitter. (laughs) See, yeah. You just have to ignore every single thing. I had my chats, like, all muted. I was like, no, nothing's getting spoiled for me that matters. But, like, to me, Twitter, like, that's, I don't know. Those aren't spoilers to me anymore. Like, someone could literally be, like, in season four of Yellow Jackets, they eat this person exactly. And I'd be like, okay, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, same. 
But that's yeah. how I feel. I don't need the surprise. I'm like, the ride is what I'm here for. Yeah. What a ride. And what a ride. A lot of people are saying the biggest kind of spoiler was Tom's Whamsgams. Uh, there was a TikToker who was like, I the last name Whamsgams belongs to a baseball player from Cincinnati who like mm-hmm. pitched out three people. And that's exactly what Tom's going to do. And it is what Tom did. But then the writers had to be like, we hate to ruin everyone's fun. We had no idea about this baseball player. We just thought it was a weird sounding Midwest name. (laughs) And it belonged and it belonged to someone like on the cast. Their relative had that last name. And we were like, yeah, that sounds weird compared to Roy. And it just happened to work out that way. See, I'm taking that to my grave. If somebody does a numerology chart with lots right. of red string, and then they were like, remember, it's like a little bit based off King Lear. So, uh, you know, the character that wins in the end of King Lear, he yeah, was Yeah, and Roy means king. And but he was in disguise as poor Tom. As poor Tom's Tom. First and name is so Tom. I would have just been like, you guys got it. You nailed it. Like, I would... <laughs> I would have put that to myself, to my grave. I would have been like, wow, y'all really see how my depth. Yeah, uh, like, wow, you got, yeah, we really plotted that out over, you know, like eight years. We we really did that work. And also the like, Shiv is a knife, blah, blah, blah. And then they were just like, oh, we had an assistant in the writer's room whose name was Shiv. And it's just okay. Like, they really gonna tell us Siobhan wasn't nothing, right? Her nickname was Shiv the whole Shiv, time, and all she did was whole, stag people in the back. All the whole time, every single person. That was really the only thing she was kind of good at because she right. wasn't good at, at anything else. Okay, listen, you turn your back for a second. Shiv got the knife. Shiv's like, let's go. <laughs> Shiv's <laughs> like, doesn't matter if it's in the middle of the boardroom. Shiv is like, you know what? I gotta stab it back. <laughs> like, right? She sees a cheese board and a vertebrae. It's over. It's she over. wasn't even planning to stab that back. No, but... she was. She thought you thought she was on her team. No, she's not. <laughs> and so it is Shiv's massive final backstab that gives Tom the CEO position under Matson. He's the CEO of Waystar Royco US. Uh, now that the Gojo deal has gone through, thank God we can stop talking about the Gojo deal. Because <laughs> that was such a goofy ass name. If I had to hear right. the word Gojo, Gojo, again. one more time. Oh, I just did not get. Okay, the Gojo deal, the Gojo deal. Now we are. It's put to rest. How do you feel about Tom being our our top dog? For me personally, like obviously there was not going to be any black people on the show except for Kendall's assistant, who he never knew was black. No, um, yeah, no. I think <laughs> if you ask, he'd be like, like Middle I Eastern. can't work here no more. And she was like, and he was like, why not? She, <laughs> she was like, she was basically trying to be like, Kendall, I'm black. I'm like, black, you just, Kendall. <laughs> you just put Trump in office. Like y'all was racist before, but now y'all like super extra super, mega, super racist. You know, Voltron like, racist. I have yeah. to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like Roman is coming in the election room and saying like no blacks and Jews like it's right. not really funny anymore <laughs> like y'all have turned into the clan like the clan corp <laughs> like yeah. I can't work here no more but so the only person we had closest to a minority is like someone in a different class like working there so yeah. to see Tom pull up and beat all the unserious rich people because at the end of the day yes. I, it, I, when I was looking at Tom I was like oh right he was the only one who really like had a job <laughs> Yeah, he's been working since day one. And this whole season, the man slept like one time. (laughs) Right. Tom was filling out spreadsheets. You know, he was reading the numbers. (laughs) He's in the office. He's doing coke to make sure work gets done. Like, he is doing the CEO work. He's on the floor. People know who he is. Yes. Because, like, when Logan came to the floor, everyone froze up because it's like they have an idea of who he is. But when he was coming up to people's desk, like, what you doing over there? They were like, who are you? Who are you? Like, what? And Tom is the one who's just there like, hey, everybody. Hey, I got this. Like, hey, hey, you know. Everybody knows me. I'm Tom. And then they made fun of him for that. They're like, oh, this social butterfly here. And it's like, no, he's doing the job of the company. Y'all know the company got to run, right? Yeah. And like when you compare that to when Roman was in the pit on the election night and just like Mm -hmm. being like, I don't care. Call this yelling at people straight up just telling the like news anchors to commit perjury. Everybody break the law. You blindest. Start breaking the law. Tell them to burn a house down in Milwaukee. And they're just like, okay, Roman, that's what you want. Sounds like a good deal. I love that Tom came out on top. I wanted it to be Tom pretty much the whole time. But like I knew this season when he was on the plane with Logan when Logan died. Mm. And Roman like decided to go to the wedding instead. And none of the siblings were there. I was just like, Tom is the one who was with him. And the fact that Logan had at that point like paired up with Tom to screw Shiv over. I was like, that's his boy. (laughs) Like... 
he has taken Tom under his wing. Like he's saying like, screw my own daughter. I don't (laughs) care. Tom, here's all the best lawyers. Right. That was a trash move, but that was also Logan paying Tom back because, you know, in the previous season, the kids were trying to screw Logan over and Tom brought his ass right on over to Logan's house and said, hey, Logan. Hey, Logie. (laughs) Let me tell you what your kids over there doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And you've got to get this together. Right. But Tom always was straightforward forward no one no one listened to him he said you hoard information and you wait till it's the best time to use it against people he also said you stay closest to the person who has the most power so i don't know why the siblings ever thought they could tell tom shit because y'all were never the people with the most power logan was so he was always gonna tell logan he was always gonna tell logan tom has never believed in his wife or those children (laughs) like Mm -mm, he has never been like oh shiv you're a genius and whatever you do i support you no even in her political career he was just like uh yeah if you want to give that up it kind of makes sense you're not very good at it (laughs) also to just have an entire career and give it up and then just go insert yourself into your daddy's company with no experience with no experience that you should be the one to be the ceo i want that kind of audacity i want that i want that level of delusion i want to live up there with you what plan are we on when shiv said matson believed in me (laughs) after matson fired her without telling her and hired her husband, I was like, really, Shiv? Really? Can I just say, there's one huge crux for me with the Matson situation, which is that Siobhan, baby girl, sis, babes, sit down, hold my hand, walk with me, talk with me. So this man, who definitely does not respect women, like does not respect them at all, like has gone to new ways to find different new yeah. uh, misogynies that we've never heard of before. Like yeah, he's getting doctors blood. involved. Like he's got yeah. miles and you know, he put yeah. it on ice. He's sending his blood to you can't, a woman. You don't just do that to your, by yourself. Like you got to get a team involved. You're ordering right. ice packs. You're That's a whole situation. This is not a Ziploc situation. Like this is like he had to go get, you know, the technology to be a misogynist. Yeah. You know, he went to the medical store and was like, I, I really hate women so much, <laughs> much. that I want I need to get new, new I need technology a new to creep out my my PR person, Eva. <laughs> right, like sexual harassment ain't enough no it's more. Not okay? enough anymore. Like I'm sitting I, her blood. <laughs> okay, I can. I've threatened to fire her at parties like ten times. It's over. I gotta send her blood. I gotta send her blood. Now you think that same man is gonna respect you as a woman? He's as already started woman. sexualizing you. He's yeah. already saying sexual inappropriate stuff to you. He didn't even respect you enough to lie about sending blood. To another woman. To another woman. Girl. And then the second he found out you were pregnant, he was like, oh, gross. <laughs> like, come on, girl. Like, he was at your father's funeral and was like, ooh, you pregnant? Ooh. Ew. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not really, ooh, you're going to be too busy. And that's so nasty. That's so And you were like, yeah. I'll leave my baby. I'm actually, I'm going to just throw it at the fire station. <laughs> I'm not even going to stop. I'm going to roll the window down. <laughs> and then the whole time, she doesn't even realize that he's milking her for information about Tom. Mm-hmm. With the whole like, oh, should we fire him? What do you think? And she's just like, well, Tom is perfect, actually. He's a recognizable face. He's a good guy who'll suck the biggest dick in the room. (laughs) And that's all Madsen wants. Like, how does she not know that's all Madsen wants is the guy who will suck his dick the most. Right. And how does she not realize, too, in that moment, how many other people has he asked you about, Siobhan? Just Tom? Right. Then I would start to wonder why why he's so interested in Tom. Why is he so interested? But she was in her head thinking like, oh, it must be because he's my man, my man, my man. Yeah, my so, man. Oh, Madison feels weird about why. it. And yeah. And she's that's because she can't see the big picture. Mm-mm. To me, Siobhan, I know a lot of criticism came out afterwards where people were like, the show is misogynist because Shiv didn't win. And she's a girl boss who should have come out on top. But it's like, to me, she was always like that racist white liberal girl boss who was like, yeah, I'll do whatever to get to the top. Like, Yeah, she was a racist white woman. You want me to be a Republican? I'll be a Republican. You want me to pay off a sexual abuse survivor? I'll do that too. What do you need? Because that's always how it is. Like, Siobhan's definitely the person who would go to a brunch where, you know, like maybe one black friend from college uh, who's like three degrees away from her is there. And she'd be like talking to her about the oppression of black people and how it just sucks. Because those types of white liberals love to come in our black ass space and be like, oh my God, did you hear about this new thing that's bad that's happening to your people? And I'm like, bitch, why don't you have this kind of light conversation with white people? With white people. We know. I like, don't need yeah. you to remind me. And that's a 100% Shiv's energy. Like Shiv yeah. is coming up to you like, oh my God, I just made a donation to BLM. Have you heard of Sean King? And you're just like, oh <laughs> He's the shit. Best. She's the best. He's the best. And she's just been evil the whole time, but mostly she also never had a plan work. Like, I was just like, what makes you think now, 
after every plan you've ever tried failed, that you should be CEO and should do this with Ken. Like, what? I want that kind of audacity. I'm going to go one step further. She never had a plan. Good point. And I'm going to take it three Ooh. steps further. None of them ever had a plan. No. Tom Wham's Gam Scams? He had some plans, yeah. plans, plans. Talk, uh, Tom Wham's plans. Because <laughs> he had a plan from a day plan. one. He understands, like, old news is dying. They have to mm-hmm. diversify. Like, even when Kendall and Roman had the crown for, like, two episodes, they were messing up. Roman first day is, like, firing women and getting, like, ten lawsuits against the company. Like... <laughs> Living plus Roman, like Kendall, you're already lying about numbers day one. Like, okay, this is going to be a great run company. Living plus was a funny ass name. (laughs) That's like, you don't have no types of products. You're just selling vibes. Just vibes. And what I mean by they never had a plan is that everything that they did throughout the course of these four seasons was completely reactionary. They never actually knew what they wanted. They never were thinking about PPG until their daddy was thinking about PPG. Uh, They weren't thinking about Madison until daddy was thinking about Madison. They weren't thinking about, you know, bleeding Madison for more money until, you know... um, What's my my homosexual icon Uh, who I think is so hot? Stewie. They weren't thinking about that until Stewie's sexy ass came along and was like, we could get more coins. We could get more money. And then they were like, yeah, fuck dad. We're going to get more money at the karaoke bar. Like, you know, they never had a plan. Never had a plan. So I don't know why Siobhan thought. Yeah. And the one time they did have a plan, it was the hundred. (laughs) Which is what? I love that they introduced it one episode, the first one of this season, and within 15 minutes of it being introduced, they're just like, I mean, you know, actually, uh, I, I do think it's better that we buy Pierce. I do think. Because the way they were describing it, they were like, it's a hub. It's synergy. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's going to change everything. Unification. Like, this is how we take dad down. Specificity. Um, <laughs> like, all these words, all this this big word burger that meant literally nothing. And as a scammer, I know when you string a bunch of words together, they don't mean yeah. nothing. Okay. Yeah. I'll call you on it. I've been on phone calls, like the Zoom calls with all the professionals talking at me all, professional legalese. And I'm like, baby, you don't know I have a marketing degree. And I'll just let them talk, get a two minute description of what they do. And then I'll be like, okay, so what do you actually do? Like day to day? Like when you open your laptop, what's the first yeah. email you're responding to? And what does it say? Like, what, what tell doing? me what you do. <laughs> don't throw these words at me thinking okay. I'm gonna be scared. No, because I'm not. Okay. But yeah. that's all they did. That's all, all they did but you know what the real reason i think the internet is like going off about siobhan and like calling it misogynistic is one sarah snook is that bitch and she has a great ass and i love everything about her and you know we we stand this is the snook hive not the shiv hive but the snook hive for sure i'm a snooky love love snook yeah but the other hand is that i think a lot of ooh, i'm gonna wake it up i'm so sorry Come on. But I think a lot of white women saw themselves in Shiv. Yeah. And then when they really had to look at what Shiv was, was, that was very like, oh, uncomfortable. No. They, were like, they were like, oh, no, that's not her. That's like, not her. Oh, no, she took the money in being a rich wife. But I She aligned she herself with the patriarchy with the and patriarchy? she stood next to the oppressor because it made her more safe. safe? That's oh. not 56% of the America <laughs> that, that definitely we know on record voted that, that way. That voted that way. What? I'm shocked. Oh. I thought... In that final moment, she would be like, Kendall, you're a murderer. And she would go straight to the police and get justice and make everything right. And it's like, what show are you watching? (laughs) Also, what a beautiful moment because those people, just like these big ass corporations, they don't give a shit about poor people, about, you know, minorities, right? To the point where Siobhan could throw out that Kendall was a murderer as an excuse for why he shouldn't be CEO. And we all knew that she didn't feel very strong about yeah, it. Yeah, it was truly just a last minute effort of like, well, uh, well you can't do it because a uh, murder. Yeah, yeah, because um, remember that time that, that the, guy m- you the murder? Yeah. And I love Kendall's response because that really had me where he was like, wait, which one? Wait, <laughs> which, which, uh, which? I was like, wait, wait, wait. That whole moment I was like, wait, 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 wait. Can we ask some more questions? Like, Roman, can we dig in here? Like, he said, you said he murdered, and he said witch. And that's not what he should say. That should be what we, yeah. I feel like we moved on too quickly from that. (laughs) Too quickly, because I absolutely think the way Logan helped Kendall hide that body it wasn't the first time Kendall's done this. Maybe a teenage murder. It wasn't murder. the first. There, I see a teenage murder for Kendall. Yeah. I see something 
you know, a teen drinks too much alcohol poisoning death, they bury him in the backyard. Like, (laughs) I just definitely get the vibe Logan had done this before. The cleanup crew was a little too efficient. You know, it was, I feel like Olivia Pope on Scandal take more time to clean up a a murder. Like, his team was really just like, it's handled. And he's just sent a text and like, it was like, boop. And then right after that, it was like a shroom. And they were like, yeah, we did it. We We did it. It's good. (laughs) You might have to go see the family be a little sad, but uh, it's mostly taken care of. Don't worry about it, Ken. I do think it's interesting how people, the stands around this show, like I started watching it from the beginning. And I think during quarantine, that brought a lot of new viewers in who were like younger, who started engaging with the show as though it was like a fandom, who were truly like, that's my baby girl, Kenny girl. And oh my gosh, (laughs) Kenny's baby boy. And oh my God, Kenny's going to be good. And it's like, no, that's a murderer. (laughs) Like he's not... (laughs) He's not good at never like he's the worst one. I truly believe that like he has convinced himself he didn't do that. Like when he said it in that moment, he just was like, I am implanting this in my head. It never happened. I never did it. I was joking. The lie is the truth now. And then the Kendall fans are like, yes, never happened. Yeah, the lie is the truth. Yeah. I think that's also because I love a Gen Z baby because now that I am a 30-year-old officially, all of that, I don't know what happened at my 30th birthday. Like, that wasn't this year, but my 30th birthday was really the moment where I was like, damn, like, life is terrible. Everybody's a monster. And there's only so much I can do to help. Because when I was in college, I remember my first semester I came back from college, I was like, oh, y'all got everything wrong out here. Yeah. And I'm going to fix the world. And old people are fucked. And yeah. now I'm just like, yeah, old people are fucked, but we can't stop them. Like, yeah. unless we're going to do a murder, <laughs> unless we're actually going to murder people, like, like we kind of The train's out of the station. Like, we just yeah. got to kind of let them do their thing at this point. Right. We're going to go on strike when we can. And that's why I always think all the hate out there y'all should be looking at the wga like my little kenny babel my idols because they're doing the thing that we all should be doing and that's why we support it because it's our only way outside of murdering people in at the hollywood studios to get what we want what we deserve to get what we want (laughs) and what we need it ain't even really a want for real for at this point it's like i need to pay my bills i need to keep the lights on i need the computer to be on with wi-fi so i can write you a fucking script scripts and it's like why are we still having this debate when we see the biggest show finale of the year and of the past few years Secession, a show that mm-hmm. is so well written that after the finale, the script books that they sell on Amazon, you can get each season the whole scripts with like scenes that weren't, you know, shown. It went number one. It's like it was, it's a bestseller now. Like it, it sold out like immediately after the episode because people love the show that much. They want to read the scripts which is so wild they don't they don't want to talk to david zaslav about it they want to read the scripts and know what the writers have to say and tell me how many scripts of fuckboy island people are reading (laughs) to get those outtakes of okay i mean i would maybe do that for the first season i might actually do that you i would probably because that's also written by writers yeah there are writers (laughs) and that show specifically was so just the writers being like I don't know. We just got to get that guy back in the house. So let's just have him walk out of fuckboy exile and go back to the house. I don't know. We'll just make it make sense. It's fine. That's fine. Oh, the viewers are expecting so little. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's because they're young and young people tend to like stand things super hard yeah. and make it their whole personality. And that's always what's something I talk about with scams. Like don't make shit your personality because when you receive new information, you won't be able to like process it because then it feels like it's an insult to yourself as a person when in reality you could just be like oh yeah I used to fuck with them now I don't don't. because I learned new information yeah because I oh right they're a scammer and I feel like the one person on the show who got that baby boy treatment even more than Ken was Roman Roman (sighs) who everybody just thought like oh Roman's gonna get it together he's such a little sweetie pie baby boy oh oh poor Roman And probably in these last two episodes, Roman has said some of the filthiest things I think his character has ever said. Like, just before the finale, he's, like, making jokes about sleeping with his sister. And then this week, he, in this final, like, blow-up scene with the siblings, comes at Ken's children by saying that their dad never considered them real kids. They don't count because one was a buy-in and the other one is half Rava, half some filing cabinet guy alluding to a sperm donor. Yes. He called them randos. Randos. Your kids are randos. (laughs) (laughs) Which adds some texture to it. If we remember like the first episode, Logan does throw a can at Kendall's son's head and then is like, stop crying about it. Like, stop being a little baby. (laughs) Also, 
Kendall, let's be so serious and for real. You kind of treat your kids like they randos. Right? Like, Ken, you don't act like those kids know you. Like, you don't know them either. I don't remember any episodes where Ken was like, come on, kids, I want you to get to know your grandfather. Probably because he knew his dad hated those kids. And his dad was a terrible person. I feel like I wouldn't introduce my kids to like, hey, y'all, even though Pop Pop is a raging racist and he hates y'all, like, let's have a play date. It's like, maybe keep them away keep from them Pop away. Pop. Okay, yeah. and when Rava was like, they're not going to the funeral, I was like, Rava knows. Like, they know how he felt, and there's no reason for them to be there. And Kendall only wanted them there for optics. Yeah. Oh, it's always he about the optics. He did not give a shit about them yeah. actually being no. there. Kendall's just like, what, what shape does that make? What shape does that make if they're not there? He was uh, like, I'm going to file an injunction against you. And that was so goofy. And I love that so moment. Because he stood in front of the car like, well, I'm going to stand in front of the car. And then they just, like, slowly, like, ease out just of the parking <laughs> space. <laughs> like, they weren't even yeah. urgently. No, they were just like, Kendall, you're never in a million years going to do anything that would harm your precious body. Like, no, you're a little yeah. baby. You're just going to move to the side. You know. It felt like they were laughing at him. I felt like yeah. everybody in the car was laughing because that was the energy it was giving. Yeah. But you're right about Roman. Like, I even started to, like, be like, oh, Roman kind of cute again. Right. Especially when he was with Jerry. And I kind of loved that the last few episodes, they really gave him the worst things to say to remind us that, like, this is a racist pervert. Yeah. Okay. Okay? He's a racist little nasty pervert who sends his dick to people and is right. weird and nasty. And is weird so like, and nasty. don't forget. Because in the first episode, they established that all these people were horrible when they played that game with their like help staff. Yeah. And then ripped a checkup. Wasn't Roman the um, one who yeah, ripped Roman's the checkup the in front who, of their faces? Yeah, rips the checkup and is just like, oh, sorry, buddy. Could have helped your family, but no. <laughs> I think that's a great example, too, because they could have given them the money and it would have been nothing. It wouldn't have been a drop nothing in the them. bucket. And like, that was so clear with Connor because Connor was literally throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at running for at president. running for president and then his 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 speech giving up the election where he was just like con heads I'm coming people hate me because I'm a billionaire I really wanted to see the numbers on that I was like are you a billionaire though con like is that you wasted so much money I don't feel like you're still in the billion range I mean I think he still has coins I love Willa when um <laughs> Connor was like I'm gonna throw another hundred mil at it he was like, what do you think, Willa? And she was like, oh, well, um, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money, but um, you would still be rich, right? Like, you yeah, still like you'll, but we'll still have money, right? We'll still have enough money for me to get my cow print couches. Uh, <laughs> that was the tackiest. Oh. Oh, I want to see what the house looks like I with want Willa's to decor. See, yes, I want to see Willa decorate that apartment. And I am upset we didn't get any sort of glimpse into it other than, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a big cow print couch right here and her getting rid of everything Logan owned. Like, if anyone did win, it's Willa. Willa, like, the people who are using this family who married in for the money, they came out on top. Willa, Tom, they knew what was up. Actually, everyone who married in, who married in, got theirs. Got what they needed. I loved at the funeral that it was all of the wives and Rogan just had a type. Because all of them were just like oh. dark haired, olive skin, in their day, bad bitches. Yeah. Yeah. I did like, they all were like the same generation of like, or different generations of the same woman. And I absolutely loved that. That was like my power moment where I was like, you want to say secession is misogyny? Uh, all of Logan's exes and side pieces coming together. That's a girl power moment. Okay. Right. Like, that was truly the moment. Yeah. And really, like, all the women in the show who were able to accept and actually, you know, hold accountable the evil that Logan and Waystar had, like Jerry. Jerry never tried to lie to herself about how evil Logan was. Nope. At the end of the day, what does Tom say? Jerry's not afraid of the dark. She can stay. Carolina, she's like, we got to get rid of this person. I want to do this. I want to do this. Hugo out. Hugo out. And I want to get to that moment because that, that <laughs> to me, telegraphs something that I want to know that if you agree yeah, with it. Yeah, okay. But before we go there, I saw a thread on Twitter because you know I always watch your TV threads and, I, and back in the day when you used to, I know you don't do it anymore, but like, you would review shows. I would like read the reviews after I watched the episodes. So, um, but when you were talking about like the women standing up for themselves and how those were the only women that won, I feel like that's what people are ignoring when it comes to Siobhan is that Siobhan sucked the biggest dick in the room too. And those women were so confident in their abilities because they knew that they were assets that they were like, you're not going to disrespect me. There's a moment where uh, Logan is like having some weird, like they're all in a room waiting for some kind of information or something. And he's like, somebody tell me a joke. Somebody tell me a joke. Yeah. And so he's pressuring all these men. Like, and they're like, oh, I'm not really a comedian. Da, da, da. All right, Jerry, tell me a joke. And she was like, this shit is horrible. And she just said it to his face. And he always hated that about her, which is yeah. why I think he wanted to wanted fire to her fire the day her. that he was died. 
because, which, uh, hey, karma, yeah, because right? he was Fired like, twice, this bitch Jerry made that's it. so good at her job and won't let me abuse her. Because she should be letting me abuse her. Yeah. But she's also good at her job. But Damn. she's also good at her job. And it's like the same situation with Eva Carolina, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we should just fire Eva. We can't just fire Eva. Like, she knows too much. She's good at her job. We need Eva. She has the And insight. it's that good at her job. Because when Shiv flips sides, when she realized Matson had been playing her like a damn fiddle the whole time, Matson's in the room screaming, like, get on the phone, get on the phone. And then he's like, Eva, Eva. Yeah. Like, screaming for her like it's a streetcar name desire and right. it's like you don't scream like that for somebody that you only have on the payroll because they could sue you yeah That's, that means that person is good is at their good job. at their job okay he wasn't in need of a crisis and was like oh shiv shiv what should i do shiv what should i do no he was like shiv you're too pussy and shiv is the right. one who's even at her father's funeral wanted to be like he wasn't that bad right tell me the truth was he really that bad frank and carl was he really that bad? And it's like, girl, yes. Yes, you know that. You know, come on. And she spoke at the funeral only because Kendall crushed it speaking yeah. at the funeral. So she was like, wait, I'm trying to be CEO, so I got to get up here too. Yeah. Um, uh, my dad, he was he was a guy. It almost reminded me of the Jennifer Coolidge speech uh, in The White Lotus. Like, yes. My mother, my mother. My she got up there and did that. And we were like, girl, this was weird. You could have yeah, said that. Yeah, this down. was weird. We see your also, daddy Also, you apologized issues. when you got up there. Like, oh, it'll only take a second. I'm so sorry, guys. It's your fucking father's funeral. If you really going to be a boss, get your ass up there and speak. You don't have speak. to apologize. Yeah. You don't need to be all like, we'll be done soon. It's your dad's funeral, Shiv. Enough with it, okay? Like, it almost came off weaker than Roman's just blatant crying and falling apart on mm. the. <laughs> Because that made sense. He was overcome with grief and he gave himself the space to just act yeah, a fool. To just where she was like, like uh, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I don't want to take up too much yeah, space, but um, we'll I be just, done I had to get up here and say, like, my dad couldn't fit a whole woman in his head. Uh, and all the women are like, yeah, we know. <laughs> that's that's why we used him for money and just, like, got the fuck out of his way because he was a horrible person. And yeah. you were the one fighting to be in his head. <laughs> and I love the cutaway on that one because it was telegraphing. Yeah. Like, y'all saying it ain't no feminist shit. But when she said that, oh, my dad did not fuck with bitches, yeah. they cut to they every cut to Jerry, powerful Carolina. woman who was like, yes. well, yep. wake it up. Wake it up. <laughs> they all were like, and it's true. Even Jerry was like, y'all happy he's dead, right? Like, we all happy? <laughs> I think even Carl was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because Carl is so sassy. Carl is my little sassy boy, okay? If there was someone that I babied, it was Carl where I was just woof, like, woof, woof, woof. I wanted Carl to get his little golden parachute. I actually do fuck with Carl. Carl was is a sassy little bitch who had his one moment with the living plus thing where he was it was so clear Ken is lying about these numbers and he's just like, if you fuck up my shit, I will ruin you. And that was all Carl needed the whole seat. Like all he needed was that. And I was just like Carl would read you down, too. Remember when they were in that little huddle china plate room? Carl was like, y'all come in here and look at this china. And then then Tom was like, I would like to put my bid in for CEO. And Carl looked at him and was like, you raggedy bitch. You ain't got nothing. CEO? He's like, just theoretically, like, as a friend, let me just say that, like, no one likes you. Uh, Everyone thinks you're dumb. He was like, as a friend. As a friend. Just as a buddy, I'm letting you you know that. Like, nobody thinks it's you, Tom. Uh, and he was wrong but I still love the he read because he but, said it to his face yeah he said it to his face and Carl and Frank just being like we should have slit his throat in the crib I was mm-hmm. like they know they knew like they always everybody always just overlooked Tom and because he was a worm he that's a why worm. he let Siobhan treat him like absolute dog shit I don't think that was because he loved her I think he was yeah. like genuinely like I gotta put up with this bitch so I can take all of her money <laughs> yeah oh absolutely like there's no reason to put up with Shiv cheating on him after they or i guess not cheating since you know they did talk about having an open marriage so technically ethical (laughs) but just like bringing that up after the marriage and then hiding the fact that you're pregnant until like election night when tom was like is this a move i was on his side i was like she lies about of course i would be suspicious of shiv telling me this knowledge like right here and right now. I was like, you've played my boy. You've played my boy, Tom, too many times. No. Like you talk to him like dog. You're like, I'm better than you. I shouldn't even be with you. Yeah. I've never loved you. You raggedy piece of you shit. Like, piece why would I'm you talk to for you. <laughs> anybody like that? Like what is wrong with you, Shiv? Like that's yeah. crazy. And her dad always said, you're a coward for marrying him. 
because I think he always knew it was just her trying to fill in that role that she thought would like make her dad accept her, that he could she, understand her as a woman if she was also a wife. And it was like, no, <laughs> that's, no, he's never going to care. And also, again, Shiv, you are one of the densest people alive. Why do you think that any person human being on the face of the planet would stay with your verbally abusive ass if it wasn't for the money, babes. If he didn't have a long game plan, nobody's putting up with that. No. And you know what? They don't love you. They don't love you. And I hope Tom waits until the baby's born, gets a good divorce, maybe after his CEO gig, because then he ends up getting alimony. Like if she makes more money, he'll get paid. Like I think Tom could get full custody of this child and he's getting the child support payments. Like, Tom, live off of this rich family the rest of your days. You did it. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, he did his big one. Yeah. He did Everyone it. who married in did their big one. Did, yeah. That's why I feel bad for Bangs because Bangs hadn't had yeah. her stuff written in stone yet. So yeah. she don't have to go back to her tiny apartment. Do you think Logan really would have married Carrie? Because I think Carrie would have just been another Sally Ann where it's like an affair. She's the side chick, but she's never the wife. Like, he mm. married the Marsha Caroline types. Like, I don't think that was Carrie. Yeah, Carrie didn't have an accent. Yeah. And notice that Marsha and Caroline, they accents. had accents. And he always thought, like, oh, that's a bougier bitch because she got, yeah. like, you know, ties to royalty or she's, you know, Spanish and she's, but it's bougie. So, yeah. But she, she would have got a balloon package, though. I think she would have got her golden parachute. Yeah. I think she would have gotten something, like an apartment at least. But yeah. I don't think she would have been on the floor picking up her loose items <laughs> into a into a tote bag while Marcia calls her a taxi to the subway. So one of my favorite things from this season. <laughs> did kind of come out on top. She was in the scene in this last episode where they're like putting stickers on different things. She's in the second tier bereavement group. So that's the state, you know? They had them in coach. They had them in coach bereavement. And I love that Carrie's just sitting in coach and like hearing them argue and she's just like looking over like, I just, I just really wanted something to remember the man I loved. And she did love him. I was always kind of like, okay, rich old man. But then when they showed that little video of him like recounting the presidential losers and Carrie like laying mm-hmm. all up on him, I was like, oh, she really was obsessed with this old guy. She really loved him. Yeah, for me, it was when they were in the car on the way to the last scene where he's to that plane where he's eventually going to die on. And like he was on the phone with Roman and then hangs up and like Carrie like looks over to him very lovingly. And there's like no reason for her to perform, you know, romance with him in that, yeah. in that moment and I was like oh she she really fucks with him because he wasn't looking at her yeah so I'm like oh she really had loved him yeah she really did and and at the end of the day she probably got some of his china so <laughs> I, hope, I hope she at least did some kind of appraisal so she could come out with the most expensive items because right. they don't care about price they don't care they were about just price. like sentimentality yeah I don't even think they cared about the stuff like they were just in no. there like who gives a shit like whatever like they didn't even put stickers on things yeah, you're right. I don't think they really put stickers on things. Like the the only sticker I saw was Tom putting it on Greg. Like Yeah, Tom putting it on Greg and The kids were like, We don't care about this shit. Yeah, they're just like, We don't care. Our dad hated us when he was alive. I don't need to be around the things that he had. Carrie, I hope you took other people's stickers. I'd be like, Let me yeah. have yours then. Let me let me just get in the first tier. Let me just get my man stuff. Like Right. That they should at least give Carrie, like, give her a bigger tote bag this time. Yeah. And let her just fill it up. And let her, she let her take fit. the Uber all the way home. Let her take the tat all right to her front door. She deserves it, okay? Marsha was wicked for that shit. And say, get her out the back. <laughs> take her, take out, the her back. out the back. Oh, oh my God. That was Marsha is also my winner. Marsha, who. Mm-hmm. Came for the funeral, sold the apartment, got her money, and left again. That's my girl. And haven't gone for seven weeks. They were like, bitch, we ain't even seen <laughs> your ass. She was like, we had phone sex every night, so don't even give me that. Oh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> and let me like, sell this apartment real quick. Yeah, uh, let me sell it, Connor. Connor. 63 mil. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. I'm out. <laughs> 
She probably would have sold it for 50, but she was like, Connor's bad with money. So yeah. she was like, 60 to 70? 60 to he 70. Like, he was like 63. He thought he was getting a good deal. Yeah, he didn't even he appraise didn't. it. No. He didn't look it up. No. She definitely conned him. She, I bet you yeah. it was worth like 45, but 45. she was like, Connor, dumbass. Yeah. Connor's a dumbass and he'll pay for the sentimentality. Oh, she milked him for sure. That's classic Marsha. She came out on top. And I love that for her. Yeah. I do want to know what you think of the final scene. So after Ken's outburst, he goes back, realizes he's lost, leaves the building. And I think we all felt this tension of like, oh no, he's going to take the elevator to the roof and jump. Oh no, he's going to like shoot his brains out. Oh no, he's going to like drown himself. He like goes to look at a pier and is just totally destroyed. Uh, And afterwards, Jeremy uh, Strong said that they did a take where he was so wrapped up in the moment he walked up to the side of the the bridge or whatever, the like edge of the water, climbed over the railing, and the actor playing Colin had to walk over and be like, bro, don't do this. <laughs> had to be like, pull him back and be like, buddy, I, I'm not a real security guard, so I cannot save you. And right. you should not do this. <laughs> My guy, you're not jumping into the Hudson for yeah, Max. For me. Yeah, like this no. ain't even HBO Max. It's not even no HBO more. anymore, Max. baby. It's Max, okay? You're not jumping <laughs> not, into the Hudson. Hop back over that rail, yeah. babes. <laughs> And so, you know, obviously people are like, Kendall kills himself. That's what a lot of people are assuming that he does go, you know, I don't know how much we can believe Jeremy Strong's method acting. I think he's just the kind of actor who's like, I was feeling it, you know, that's Kendall's emotion. So I went there and then the writers were probably like, that's not what we said. <laughs> They're like, we don't got permits for that. You you try to yeah, get us sued. We, no, <laughs> we don't have the permits. We don't have this set up. We, there's no way we could redo the take. It's just not happening, Kendall. You're going to get wet and then continuity is going to be fucked. Yeah. You know, also we'll have to call the Coast Guard. Just really don't. It's, we don't have the time. But did you feel like Kendall was going to kill himself in those like last few moments? No. And I mean, because I saw Colin behind him, which I thought was such a great parallel to when the only person that Logan had was Colin. And he was like, you're my best friend. You're my number one guy. Colin was like, OK. Yeah, he's like, oh, OK. Uh, I shouldn't be. That's really sad. Yeah. But um, but Colin okay. did get a watch out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about Jeremy's arc and like people love to talk about the water. And I saw a lot of people talking about like, oh, well, the water is like his rebirth. And, and I don't think it's that. No. I think it's that Jeremy's relationship with the water is that he doesn't understand how powerful water is so even though he was in the water where he saw water take another person's life and he just swam away like la 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 even though he could have helped that little waiter right yeah he didn't even see in that moment that the water can kill you so even when he was floating on that little uh floaty thing with his beer and then fell asleep and almost drowned he didn't realize that the water can kill you he was he hopped his ass right back in the water in the middle of the fucking night to float on that damn door when they made him king bro it's dark out here it's dark out here the whole time i was like they're about to turn around and be like where'd kendall go kendall we don't see him where'd he go and i was like can he drown he's gone <laughs> like y'all are lit hopping in the dark ass ocean you don't realize yeah, water can kill you that's rich people stuff that's just yeah. rich yeah the audacity of just being like no how would I drown I, I can swim I'm good the fact that everybody knew that his dad was hella hella dead on that plane yeah. And they're like, well, get the best doctors and get that. Oh, let me talk to the pilot. Yeah, let like, me talk he, to he's, him. We too rich for him to die. Yeah. That's, he don't have a regular body. He got a rich he's body. A rich no, body. That's, that's not how bodies work. <laughs> Can I tell you the pilot's just being like, okay, well, uh, do your best. Do your best. Yeah, that's that's all. They, they're doing it. That's, that's, there's and, no and other he's situation. Dead, babes. He's dead. You can't do chest compression. Yeah. He ain't been breathing for a solid 25 okay, minutes at this yeah. point. And do you know how oxygen works to the brain? Like, you need it. And if you don't get it for that long, yeah. you gone. Tom putting but the phones was, up to his ear that was just being polite at that point i was like tom yeah. you know he did like <laughs> i wanted to have a conspiracy theory that if tom was the last person who saw him alive like tom did you kill him like tom did you see him gasping for air and you just looked and at, you him, just for looked at him for a long time took some of the chicken off of his you know first class his plate. plate like is that what you did tom and then when you knew he was definitely dead he was like oh my god y'all i found him yeah we gotta do chest compressions oh no <laughs> oh no y'all start doing chest y'all breathe in his mouth i wonder that's my See, conspiracy it was theory. a weird energy on the plane like carrie was smiling all weird like it was a weird energy i don't know because i think she was really sad but then i love that in that moment who's getting it together like the guys are like oh frank's like i'm gonna pour myself a drink i yep. want a scotch carolina's like we have to figure out uh what we're gonna do Ops, when we land. what are we gonna say what's the pr here and like because they were like i guess we're off work and she was like we got a dead no. body on the plane, bro. Like, we no we're not like, we've just started the busiest day of work ever and hugo is just like oh let's just let the kids speak and Shiv gives that dumb little speech 
where she's like, we aren't taking any questions. And then she immediately takes a question. Like, and that, you, babes, that's like what you said you weren't going to do is take a question. Like, and then and you then answered she, it terribly. terribly. You could have been like, you know what? My dad had a strong foundation and company. There's so many people left to honor his legacy. Yeah. And we're going to be stronger together and stronger, and than, stronger ever. than ever. That's how you take that's that you kind of question it. and walk away. You was like, we're going to be there in um, whatever happens. And whatever. Uh, yeah. Some we'll capacity. be involved. Um. And it's like, that's why you're not CEO, Shiv. Right. That's why you're not CEO. I do also want to talk about the Greg of it all. How, how do you feel about Greg? He was always just kind of like a fun character to me, but didn't really care about his outcome. Didn't really need him around. Greg to me was more of a foil for Tom. Because, like, that's how we saw the ugly parts of Tom, but that's also how we saw the kind of good parts of Tom because of, of how he treated Greg. So he would be like, Greg, you my little punching bag, you my little bitch, like, go do my little dance, right? Yeah. But then he would be like, I'm going to take care of you. And he told Greg he was going to take care of him. And even though Greg leaked the information, you know, that mm-hmm. almost fucked the deal, Tom was still like, you know what? You're still my little bitch and you're in my pocket more than ever now. Yeah, so more than ever. I'm going like, my yeah. sticker on you. Yep. I was like, come on, Greg. Like, you have to know that you are going to owe him so big. Like, he is going to have you doing all the shit jobs. Like, you are going to be the pain sponge's pain sponge. That's not a good place to be. That's not a good place to be. You fought for a losing position. And then to find out that he was only making $200,000 a year, even though that was more money than his pay grade that he should have been making for the job, it's like, Greg, you gave up your inheritance to be a spineless worm for 200k a year, I 200K. know Ewan was gonna give you more than that. 200k. That's Greg well, played it all wrong. Greg played it wrong from the start. Greg should have just been hanging out with Ewan, but should have been at the funeral. Like that was a really good speech, Grandpa. That was you killed it. Oh my goodness. But no, he obviously wanted to be one of the Roy kids, and I think it was like you could tell probably his whole life he was like the outsider who wanted to be one of the quad siblings. <laughs> That quad shit. The like, quad shit. I was just like, do you? So you don't count Connor either, Greg? <laughs> like you aren't the because it would be a quince. Yeah, because they quince. already have a quad. Because they have a quad. There's four of them, and Connor does have a board seat. Like he he cared about the deal too. So what are we? What are we doing here? I did wish, I wish that we had seen Connor's reaction to the final board meeting and Tom ending up on top. He felt kind of disconnected from all of that. I think that was on purpose though. Cause whenever yeah. they would talk about business, I noticed that through line where they'd be like, all right, get out Connor. We've been to talk business. Yeah. And it's like, he has a seat on <laughs> the board. Like the one time is when they're just like, should we fold Connor in? And they're just like, ugh. And Connor says like, I will never be on your side. It's me and dad. <laughs> like... <laughs> He was like, oh, y'all plotting? I, I text dad. He on the way. Yeah, he's. I told him to just come on down since y'all are being dumb. You know? He was right. He In was a lot of right. ways, Connor, he was goofy. But he, even though he was unserious because he was just doing goofy ass shit, like when it came to the money and the company, Connor always was on the right side of yeah. like, history. He knew that like he, it wasn't meant for him. He wasn't trying to force his way into like CEO. It's like he got this early version of their dad where he was able to like, cut himself off from it very early and just realized like, this will never be a family for me. This will never right. be love for me. Shout out to his amazing monologue this season too, where he was like, I'm just a, like a rock that feeds off of nothing and no one loves me. <laughs> and that's fine. He's not need no water. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that hurt me. I was like, okay, Con, okay. <laughs> and then he's like, look, I got to cope. Nobody's ever going to love me. Yep. Fine. I'm cool. And I'm whatever. cool with that. And then the rest of the season is just his siblings calling him names and being so so mean to him and he was never mean to people Connor yeah. never called people names Connor he was like never one called person on the names. show not calling someone a cunt bucket yeah. like he was just chill just chill and like was just like my girl believes in me I'm gonna listen to Willa and sure he was willing to go down with a fascist but you know so he was still a bad guy but he was like the most chill bad yeah, guy yeah <laughs> like he was the one where you're like he's one of those bad guys who like doesn't really have power so you're like kind of like okay you know what you're, you're like the gonna get fired <laughs> like the first right. round that's what of I think layoffs. of George W. Bush I'm like yeah. he seems so fun yeah he was did war crimes yeah. but he seems like such a fun guy but if you just focus on his paintings like so so fun so and good I know Connor has like paintings or some sort of side hobby that he's just really into. For sure. Yeah. Other than running for office with 1%. With 1%. I loved how serious he took that 1%. Yeah. He was going to throw 100 mil after keeping the 1%, keep the 1%, not 1%. getting more. No, but to, you want to hold on to that 1% because less, come on, that's embarrassing. They're not going to take you seriously. <laughs> no, you need at least a one there. 
I was cracking up. Wait, but I do have to ask you, because there's so much debate about this. Yeah. What do you think was the motive for Shiv's choice? Ooh, this is, yeah, this is the big one. I do not think she was doing it out of any sort of sacrificial, taking the, like, helping her brother's plan. Not at all. Like a lot of people I know are like are saying, oh, she did this to sacrifice so her brother wouldn't become Logan and become evil. And so she did the right thing for them. No. <laughs> Shiv no. realized there's this quote that Marcia says to Shiv that I think is season two where she's like, you know, your dad built you guys a playground and you thought it was the whole world. And that's their problem. Like that is Shiv. She just sees the playground her dad built as the world and the one place where she can reign supreme. And she Mm -hmm. looked at the situation and thought, would I rather be queen of the playground with Tom or would I rather be dirt under Kendall's shoe? Like just two weeks ago, Kendall was straight up calling her dirt, (laughs) cutting her out of deals. (laughs) They said, oh, we'll make a space for you, sis. Don't worry. No, they did not. So she knew how it would turn out if if she went with Kendall. And I think at the end of the day, she was like, I'm going to have a better placement in a seat being the CEO's wife than being just another person on Kendall's board. I think you're right. And also I saw so many traits of Logan in all of them, but none of them had all of the yeah. traits together. And I think that like when it comes to manipulation, because Logan told everybody they was going to get the company, honey. I yeah. feel like you could have been the janitor. And he, he was, was like, like, you want to be the CEO? You be like, Waste our Rocco? I'll give it to you. <laughs> Cle- clean up this murder. <laughs> clean up this murder. You're going to be the CEO, okay? Thank- thanks so much, Jim. <laughs> but, like, so I think that... Kendall had that aspect of the manipulation because remember like earlier in the season he was like it's the three of us we're the block we're solid then when they actually get some power he's like okay uh Shiv you ain't got no experience and you 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 have no baby yeah uh so um it's just gonna be the two of us but it's still gonna be three but 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 it's gonna be two but it's gonna be three okay you hear me do the math real quick uh we're gonna be another room talking and then When he saw uh, Roman have a weak point at the funeral because he was sad about his dad dying, he was like, man, you really blew that shit. So you can't be CEO no more because you was crying yeah, you and was they crying. got you. They making gifts. Yeah, you. they already making jokes about you. You got a name online. You're a meme. Sorry, buddy. You can't be CEO. It's not you. Now it's just me. And I feel like Shiv changed her mind in exactly the um, thought process that you just explained about the dirt on his shoe or being, you know, the side chick. Or not the side chick, but, you know, the wifey to the king. Yeah. When Kendall sat in Roy's seat and then put his feet on that motherfucking on desk, desk. Oh. and then offered Stewie a very specific job in her face. face. After being like, oh, we I don't know, Shiv, how we're going to make room for you. I don't know what the shape of that is. And then Stewie comes in. And he's just like, whatever, buddy. You want to you want a board seat? You want to be like CEO, too? You want to like just hang out with me all day? We got it. <laughs> like, Stewie has less experience than Shiv yeah. at the company. I, don't, I still like, don't know what Stewie's real job is. Like Stewie's just a rich man who does. does drugs and I love him. <laughs> nobody knows what Stewie's job is, but somehow he has so much power. We don't, uh, he's like Tommy. Yeah. He ain't got no job. He talks about his dad every now and then yeah he's like my dad's 95 i know yo's gonna die (laughs) anyways i'm gonna do this molly and kiss on these dudes which i Uh, love i love that love that we got confirmation stewie bisexual king uh and also, like, the sexual chemistry between Kendall and Stewie, it felt like, like, with Logan be hiring his side women to get, you know, he could be giving them a little employment. It felt like, yeah. Stewie, come over here and get a job so we can hang out. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, Shiv was not going to play that. I think it was totally calculated. And also, I think it was if, like, let's remember, Shiv starts this episode thinking she won, goes to her brothers mm-hmm. in her face, is like, I won, I won. So just deal with it. So, of course, I think there's a level of like, well, if I can't win, none of us are going to win. <laughs> if your family's this awful, go off. Go, That's yeah. fun. Like, I truly think at one point, like, even Roman was just like, okay, yeah, if, if I can't win, I'm not letting the guy who lied about murder win. And that's also one of the cruxes of white supremacy. Like, poor white people vote against their best interests every single every day, day because they don't want to see you know, black and brown people or queer people benefit in the same way that they would. So they're like, I'd rather die. I would rather die. Okay. And she was like, hey, girls, I would rather die. I'm going to be in this loveless marriage prison. (laughs) Locked to this man who hates me. to this man who hates me, who just has, and now has such an ego. And I've spent our whole marriage telling him I'm better than him. And it's going to be great. It's just going to be great. I'm going to eat shit every single day for the rest of my life because that way we're all going to be sad. Yeah. Yay. They all have the money from the Gojo deal. So at the end of the day, 
they're all still rich. The saddest billionaires. But that the just goes to show you that they don't give a shit about the money. Once you get to a certain point with money, it's yeah. like, that's not, it doesn't matter anymore because your bills are paid. Like, you're fed. You can go on trips. You can hop on a plane and go see your mama, like, in the Caribbean or wherever the fuck <laughs> she was, like, real quick. You know, like, they didn't have to schedule no flight. No. He just, Kendall just walked out of the office and was like, let me go hop on this yeah, plane. Let me just Chad. go get on my private jet, go to the Barbados, <laughs> go see my mom and her lover, Peter. <laughs> also, love that the mom could never be good for a single moment. Yeah. Never had no food for them nope. <laughs> didn't, talked about how she wanted the family to be together but she really was just trying to sneak Peter in there to, well, yeah in there to just do like, a sales um, pitch kids I just really think it would be great for us all to get together and process your father's death actually it's a business pitch for my lover <laughs> No, I would really love it if you all stayed for dinner and use Roman as yeah, a bargaining chip for it. As a bargaining chip to get them there. She was like, I'm taking care of him, so he's not leaving. So if yeah. you want to talk to him about business, like, like you're gonna have be to with the family. Here. And he did tell me not to tell you, but I'm telling you because I need you all three here to hear the business pitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> and when they left her and like she's standing there with Peter and she says like, leave. And Peter's like, waste of time. That was my favorite <laughs> representation of like how the Roy children appear to other people like they truly are nothing even their mom and stepdad are just like bye like get out of our lives you worthless pieces of shit I uh, just beautiful chef's kiss we're coming up on the end of this you have anything else you want to say about secession I want to say this and I've said this on my podcast secession is white empire okay Mm -hmm. like drip drop drip drippity drop yeah Lucius Lyons the company the company Who's going to get the company? And as much as I love it, and I think that Nicholas Rattel's scoring really, really elevates the show, and they make meals of such small uh, moments, which is really what gives you the humanity and the intensity. At the end of the day, it ain't that deep. It's not. It really like, isn't. They threw a bunch of like stock quotes at us and, and you know, investment yeah. <laughs> banker knowledge and jargon that we don't know, which makes it seem elevated. But really, at the end of the day, it was the company, the company. The company, the company. Daddy, daddy, love me. Yeah. And that's Empire. That's Empire. That is Empire. A wonderful show that I never finished. Maybe someday. <laughs> I could it, it it really went off the rails. It went so off I the couldn't. rails. When there was like a bomb and Lucius survived, that's when I was like, I'm done watching this. <laughs> For me, it was when Lucius went into a coma and then he woke up and he was nice because he couldn't yes, remember. He could, that's when it was yeah, he went into the coma because of the bomb and then he woke up and was like, I'm just a nice guy now. I don't remember anything. I don't remember putting my gay son in a trash can. <laughs> Oh, Empire. We're going to wrap up here. I, I do also want to give a shout out to the Barry finale. Barry also ended the same day as Secession. Yellow Jackets also ended. Yellow Jackets finale did not like it. Everyone is angry on the internet about it. Mm. Go get angry with us on Twitter. Go read the articles. Really let us down. But we'll be back next season to watch the Yellow Jackets. Uh, and Barry ended for good with its fourth season. I loved this ending. I thought it made sense. It was what I wanted. Don't know if I love the steps they took to get there. Uh, By jumping in time, we didn't get as much time with the characters as you want. You know, you want to spend time with Hank. You want to spend time with Fuchs. And instead, you know, we just jumped ahead to to the end of the story. So, you know, if you want to tell me your thoughts about Barry, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, send a message, go leave a voicemail. We have that too. Speakpipe.com slash TV, I say, I think. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on Barry. Let me leave you with some homework. We have the Ted Lasso finale, which is now out. So if you're listening to this episode, go watch it. Lacey, do you watch Ted Lasso, Barry? I don't. I have watched Barry, but I fell off a little bit. But what I, I saw the first two seasons, so I got to go back because yeah. I did love it. It's worth finishing. Now I can binge. Yeah. Ted Lasso, the first season is worth watching. And, you know, we're going to do a deep dive into what happened with Ted Lasso, I think. Because <laughs> it's it's something to be studied, how a 30-minute sitcom that was very funny went to a one-hour dramedy that was just not good. Uh, so we're we're gonna get it. We're gonna get into Ted Lasso in the future. Also on your homework list, I think you should leave. The whole new season is out now. Uh, we also have Hoarders back with a new season, so don't worry. Prestige TV is still here. Season thirteen of Hoarders, who and it's good, baby. It's good. I was I was up watching it last night. So we're back. Uh, and Below Deck Sailing Yacht is still going. Uh, we're going to have some special Pride Month content next week coming at you. So get ready for a lot of gay TV. I want to thank my guest, Lacey. Please listen to Scam Goddess wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. My social handles are D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, on all platforms. And if you want to follow the podcast, because I have, we're doing a live show June 22nd, and we're going to sell live streaming tickets. So if you can't make it, it's already sold out anyway. But if you can't make it, you can watch it on your computer laptops, girs. Hi, Carly is out now. 
So if you got Paramount Plus, you can stream that. It's very fun and weird. We're just adult cartoons. Uh, yeah. Paramount Plus, I just want to say, shout out, Paramount Plus has been killing that genre. They are like doing what the CW should have been doing with iCarly, School Spirits, uh, and Rise of the Pink Ladies. I'm a big Paramount Plus fan. Got to put it out there. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank this you for so doing fun. it. I, again, just absolutely love you. Thanks for joining Thanks. us. And we'll be back next week for another episode. I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Zani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. <laughs>